1: is obvious
0: Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick.
1: Tech Guide, episode 312. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news. And reviews. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. We really appreciate it. And you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us. We hope you become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're in New York for the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 launch, where we also saw the Galaxy Watch, the Galaxy Home Speaker, and we also chat with Samsung Australia Head of Mobile Gary McGregor about how they will be received by Australian customers. In the Tech Guide review, we look at the Airfly wireless transmitter, the Tesla Model 3 is coming to Australia, and Huawei's new mid-tier smartphone. And we'll wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. A huge show for you, so we're going to dive straight in. Well, we are at the launch of the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 in New York, and the event was held uh, at the Barclay Center uh, in, uh, in Brooklyn, and this is a sporting venue, so uh, it was great to see such a large arena utilized for a tech event, Uh, Samsung, they they do nothing by halves. They took over the whole venue. They had uh, outside the building, there was uh, posters and, and branding. And inside, of course, there was where the launch was staged on a massive screen and a massive stage. And it was where they introduced a massive product. And that's the Galaxy Note 9. This is their flagship product. This is what what they sort of say the the best of the best in in one device, and this is a, a, a follow on, obviously, to the very popular Note line of devices, uh, a, a device that has a, a lot of a lot of history, a lot of legacy. Uh, of course, we we can't forget a couple of years ago uh, what happened with the Note Seven, uh, that was a, a device that was then removed after there were battery issues. Uh, Samsung were transparent through the whole thing. They withdrew it from sale and got to the bottom of what the actual problem was uh and then rebuilt it from from the ground up and we are now two devices uh on, onwards from that uh, the note 8 was a massive success last year and at that time Samsung had rebuilt its reputation rebuilt uh its legacy in in this in this uh product line and here we are now with the galaxy note 9 and, and again a a a device that he's that's lifted the bar in in terms of uh smartphone standards uh smartphone power and the theme of think of this and you'll hear from uh, Samsung Australia's head of mobile, Gary McGregor. will chat to him a little bit later, but the theme uh, from the get-go here was a device that wouldn't have to offer any compromises. It was a, uh, a device that allowed you to use an all-day battery, not compromise on the amount of memory used and the processing power. So, top to bottom, it was a device that was, they're going to really take the limits to a, a whole new level. And, and I think they've done that. And we, we got our hands-on the Note 9 as well. You can read read our hands-on look at the Galaxy Note 9 on Tech Guide. There's also a video that we put together. But let's go through the features. The Galaxy Note 9 has a 6.4-inch Super AMOLED display, uh, slightly larger than the Galaxy Note 8, both in terms of the Display size, but also the actual product size as, as well. There's, it's like a 0.1 of a 0.2 of a millimetre here and there, where the Note 9 is, is slightly larger. Uh, Design-wise, looks pretty similar. Does have The Note 9 does have a slight difference in the fact that it's got a diamond-cut metal frame. Uh, this way, that's how it merges the glossy and matte surfaces of the device, so there is that subtle difference. Uh, but apart from that, uh, apart from the, the, the shift in the location of the fingerprint sensor, the fingerprint reader, which was beside the camera on the Note 8, the fingerprint reader is now uh, centred below the camera uh, on the rear panel there. So that, that is another distinguishing uh, difference between the Note 8 and the Note 9. The other differences, of course, are under the under the under the hood, and you've got a, a more powerful processor. You've got an even bigger battery. I think the, the, this is the largest battery ever included in a, a Samsung device—a four thousand milliamp hour battery. Uh, and I mentioned earlier the Note Seven issue was battery related, and this was uh, uh, the Note Eight. I think Samsung deliberately. Decided to keep the battery size uh, lower than what the Note 7 uh, w- was uh, fitted with, but here they've decided. Well, the, the they've learned a lot in two years, and their their battery technology has improved as well as has their designs and safety procedures. So they decided to go go big or go home here. Four thousand milliamp hour battery, and that plays into that all day battery. Uh, performance they they haven 't said and this was interesting that they haven't said well it's a two day battery which a lot of other companies have stated with battery capacities that are actually lower than this a lot of companies have said here yeah, two day battery life three day battery life but Samsung, in this instance with the Note 9, have said all day battery life, and I have no doubt in the world, I have been using it for the past few days, that the 4,000 hour battery can easily get you through the day and well into the next. We'll uh, discover that as I complete my review and publish that on TechGuide in the coming days. But, uh, yeah, biggest battery ever on a Samsung device. And, of course, you've got the S Pen, and... I've always said the Note is not the Note without the S-Pen, and the S-Pen itself has also gone to another level. It has uh, improved from last year. A lot of people say, well, how do you improve an S-Pen? Well, I'll tell you how you improve an S-Pen. You include Bluetooth in the S-Pen. So the the S-Pen becomes a device into itself. It now has a Bluetooth module on board, so we can connect to the Galaxy Note 9, like another Bluetooth device, so that means from up to 10 metres away. So this Bluetooth connectivity allows for new features and new capabilities, and those include being able to connect and control the device. So, for example, if you're playing a a, a presentation, you can advance the slides one by one using the button, pressing the button on the S Pen. Uh, A long press uh, opens the camera. A click then activates the shutter. Double click switches to the other camera, whether you're front or back, it'll switch to the other camera. And again, another click will will uh, will take the image. And you can also do things like navigate a gallery. So if you got if you got a uh, a slideshow or playing video, you can also control that. The other interesting part with the uh, the Note Nine now is the fact that. The, there's been an SDK release to developers, and SDK is short for Software Developers Kit. So developers can actually include the S Pen in some of their apps. So I'll be really interest, interested to see whether developers take advantage of that and create apps that utilize that functionality on the S Pen. So it gives uh, that, that connection, that remote connection to the Note 9. Uh, so and and of course the the S Pen still does everything we expect as in writing and drawing and and taking notes on the screen it does all of that. Interesting part too is that the S Pen is recharged every time it's inserted back into the phone because being Bluetooth it's it uses low power but still needs power nonetheless, and it will charge completely in just forty seconds. So an S Pen has about 30 minutes of use before you need to put it back in and charge it again, but it takes just 40 seconds for you to get 30 minutes use out of the S Pen, which is really interesting as well. Uh, the, Of course, it's going to perform on, on the networks. It's uh, apparently capable of CAT 18 uh, compatibility, so that means on, on compatible networks, and I'm, I'm talking about obviously Telstra and Optus and possibly even Vodafone, Uh, by later this year if they don't already have it now. So that means you'll be able to achieve speeds of up to 1.2 gigabits per second, again, on those supported mobile networks. The The other thing that Samsung has also doubled down on is storage. Uh, again, this is part of the no compromise strategy where last year's Note 8, if you cast your mind back, had 64 gigabytes of on, in onboard storage, of course, with expandable memory. Well, what they've done now, Samsung has doubled that to 128 gigabytes, uh, and that now comes with 6 gigabytes of RAM. There's also going to be a version of the Note 9 that'll have 512 gigabytes onboard storage which again uh comes with expandable memory so you could potentially put another 512 gig on the Note 9 and have more than a terabyte of storage in your pocket the 512 gig model by the way also comes with 8 gigabytes of ram which is as much as what, much ram as what you'd find on most people's laptop computers so again this is uh this is a device that is not it, it can be used and for productivity, multitasking, it can handle whatever you throw at it. Uh, special offer though, if you are pre-ordering the Galaxy Note 9, I should I should also let you know that it's it's going to be launched on August the twenty fourth. But from now until launch date, if you pre-order the Galaxy Note 9, you will receive the five twelve gigabyte version for the price of the 128-gigabyte version. The 128-gig version is $1,499. 512 will set you back $1,799. But if you get in early, pre-order, you get the 512-gig version for the same price as the 128-gigabyte version as well. Not a bad deal. Camera-wise, you're looking at uh, almost an identical camera to the camera found on the Galaxy S9. I don't think Samsung hasn't sort of made any bones about the fact that the S9's camera was uh, a breakthrough and they decided, yep, let's keep it for the Note 9. Uh, so you're going to get the twelve dual 12-megapixel 12, 12 cameras on the back. You'll also get the front 8-megapixel wide-angle camera as well. Uh, and, of course, it's got Bixby on board and that layer of intelligence that allows you to take better photos so the device knows what it's looking at, finds that optimal optimal mode to capture the best image. And uh, you'll also get floor detection as well. And so it'll tell you, it'll say, uh, it'll detect if the lens is dirty, uh, if someone has blinked in the photo. it'll It'll say, someone may have blinked, you want to take the photo again? Uh, If the image is blurry or there's too much backlight, it'll do something about it and help you take the best photo that you can. Now, the other feature here, and you cast your mind back again to the Note 8, and we were introduced to Samsung DeX. Now, that was a a dock that allowed you to place the phone inside, connect that dock to a monitor and create this amazing desktop experience. Uh, that was been very popular feature for the note, and also was it was followed up on the S9 as well. Had Dex compatibility as well. Well, Dex has evolved even further. So far, in fact, that you don't even need a dock anymore. Uh, the the you've, you've, you've removed the need for a dock because the device is just uh, powerful enough but also has a new cooling system. It's got a new thermal dynamic system on board that uh, it's got water carbon fiber cooling so that it keeps the device cool. If you remember the original dock, that had a cooling system in on board. So you connect the device, it'll keep it cool while it's connected. Well, there's already a built-in cooling system now on the Note 9, so that will connect to your monitor just with a cable. So no need for a dock, HDMI cable, and you have this amazing desktop experience. Connect via an adapter the HDMI cable from the device to the monitor or a TV to create that amazing desktop experience. And you can still use the Note 9 as you normally would. So if you've got all these windows open on the monitor, you can still make and receive calls, messages, whatever you like, on the actual phone itself. Uh, so that really uh, illustrates how powerful the device is. Uh, it's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon Octa-Core processor. So plenty of guts there. Uh, and it's a gaming device as well. So with all that power and the cooling that's on board, it's a pretty decent gaming device as well. So uh, you're going to see uh, the game Fortnite will be available now on the Galaxy Android devices. So Samsung Galaxy products uh, will be the first to offer the beta of the Fortnite Android game. Going to be available in three colours, Midnight Black, Ocean Blue and Metallic Copper. Uh, pricing: fourteen ninety nine for the one twenty eight gig, seventeen ninety nine for the five twelve gig, and pre orders. Uh, if you you get the five twelve for the price of the one twenty eight, which is a pretty decent deal, if you ask me. Uh, we that that wasn't the only product that Samsung launched. We're going to chat in a minute uh, about that, but the uh, Note nine. If you want to read more about that, you can check that out, including my hands on story and also my hands on video. They can be seen at techguide.com.au.
0: Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and
1: educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Now, Samsung's event uh, wasn't just about the Note 9. We also were introduced to two other products, the Galaxy Watch And also the Galaxy Home. That was uh, Samsung's first smart speaker that they introduced. But let's start with Galaxy Watch. And this is a follow-on to the Gear series. Uh, The the watches, uh, wearables in the past have been known as the Gear uh, products. The Gear S3 was the last watch before the introduction of this brand-new device, this wearable, the Galaxy Watch. Uh, which retains a lot of the features of the gear products. Now, obviously, under the new naming convention there, the Galaxy Watch, still has that circular design, uh, as as a lot of fans, uh, customers have come to really appreciate, especially watch lovers. That's kind of a timeless design there. But they've added one crucial feature, and that is cellular connectivity. So like the Apple Watch Series 3, this has a cellular connection. And the big difference, though, between Galaxy Watch and Apple Watch Series 3 is the fact that the Galaxy Watch can pair with not only Samsung devices, but also other Android devices, and also with the iPhone. And no matter how it's connected, it still can offer that cellular connectivity. So uh, that is a a big tick for Samsung there, obviously offers a wider appeal for customers because it works no matter what device you have, basically. If you got an Apple Watch Series 3, if you wanted to buy that device, you have to have an iPhone. Uh, Apple only make the watch compatible with other iPhones, uh, I think beyond iPhone 6 and above, I think, or 7 and above. So uh, Galaxy Samsung's taken a different approach with Galaxy Watch. They're allowing it to be paired with Samsung phones and other Android phones and also iPhones. And I've been told it the cellular connectivity, those features will connect to no matter what device you're using. The other thing too is that it'll be able to roam as well. That's one thing Apple Watch Series 3 cannot do is roam in another country. So if I'm here in New York and I was to, if I'm wearing my Apple Watch Series 3 and I leave my phone in my hotel room, uh, the watch will not be able to, I will not be able to take calls on my watch because it, it just doesn't have a roaming capability. But if I was to wear the Galaxy Watch here in New York and leave my phone in my hotel room, I would still get the calls to my wrist uh, because the e-SIM, the electronic SIM on board does allow for roaming. So that's another another improvement there, another tick in the Samsung box a feature that the Apple Watch Series 3 does not have. But who's to say that's not going to appear on Apple Watch Series 4, which we're expecting in a couple of months anyway. A number of new features, of course, are improving the health and fitness features, they 've got uh, a lot more granular uh, analysis of what you do it 's not just a fancy step counter; it will know exactly how many repetitions of a certain exercise you do in the gym, for example, so it'll count your bench presses or your lap pull downs it'll know how far you 've run on a treadmill it'll uh, It can distinguish up to thirty nine different exercises so it really gets right dives right into to get the uh, all the all the facts about your health and fitness. And, uh, and and give you a great, an accurate. Uh, coverage of how many calories you've burned and how, just how exactly how much work you've done. I should also mention that the device will be available in two sizes as well, 42mm and 46mm. Uh, one complaint in the past was the fact that the watch, Samsung's watch was only available in one size, which I think a lot of female customers uh, weren't were, thought might have been too big for their wrists. Well, Samsung has addressed that and now have uh, made available two sizes, 42mm and forty six millimeter to make it attractive to both male and female customers as well they 'll be available too in two colors: midnight blacks uh, silver and rose gold i think it 's mid- black and silver is one color, and rose gold is the other color uh, and and they all take the standard uh, standard watch bands too so twenty millimeter or twenty two millimeter watch straps will will work with the galaxy watch so if you 've got a strap that you can buy from a regular a regular jeweler or whoever, wherever you buy your watches, that will fit on the Galaxy Watch as well. Uh, The other important feature on top of the health and fitness uh, is a a feature that can alert you to your stress levels. Uh, There are built-in sensors and heart rate monitor, of course, so it can track your stress levels. So it, it, it tracks extraordinary patterns and alerts you to when it detects that your stress levels are elevated, and then asks, uh, it suggests you maybe take some breathing exercises to calm yourself down. Uh, interesting to see how this will work. Don't know how often it will it will react uh, depending on different people, I guess. So that that's an interesting feature to look out for there as well. Galaxy Watch can also is a good sleep tracker, so it can also distinguish whether you're getting deep sleep or REM sleep, or all various. Uh, it gives you a nice readout of the type of sleep that you that you've had. Uh, Galaxy Watch is going to be available in October. And it is going to be available in the two sizes I mentioned. So the 42 millimeter uh, will start at 549 for Bluetooth and 649 for the cellular. 46 millimeter is going to be 599 for Bluetooth and 699 for the cellular. The Galaxy Watch will go on sale on October the 4th. Uh, and the, the last device that I kind of took everyone by surprise, there was plenty of rumours about uh, around the Note 9, a lot of details had leaked, and even the Galaxy Watch, I think Samsung accidentally put it up on their website for five minutes, and the whole world noticed uh, uh, th- about this. So we kind of knew these were coming. But one product that that kind of surprised everybody was Galaxy Home. This is the Samsung's very first smart speaker uh, this is going to really take on, I think, Apple HomePod, Google Max. The two big uh, speakers at the top end of the market. I'm talking post, like the HomePod's $499, the Google Max is $549. I think this will be this will play in that ballpark, but i will be $599. It is a high-end product, and no doubt uh, a product of Harman Kardon, which is now a division of Samsung, and perfected at Samsung's audio labs in uh, Los Angeles, which I've actually been to. It's a really impressive facility where they can uh, really produce some quality audio devices. And this one being one of them. Uh, it's been tuned. The speaker's have been tuned by AKG, which is a division of Harman Kardon, and will respond to vocal, uh, to to voice voice uh, commands through Bixby. Now you've got to remember, Bixby is Samsung's digital assistant, so it's going up against Siri's, Apple Siri, and uh, Amazon's Alexa and Google Assistant. So a lot of uh, assistants out there. But Bixby is going to be the driving assistant of the Google Home, which will be a smart product and no doubt be able to be connected to other devices in your home uh, through the Smart Things app. And you'll remember a lot of Australian customers already have uh, Samsung appliances and possibly a TV, so uh, it, is, it isn't going to be alone in your house in terms of smart products. Uh, I, I, we did have a listen to it. In fact, during the presentation, there was 160 of the Google, the uh, Galaxy Home speakers that were put together to produce the audio that we heard at the presentation. So really interesting to hear that. And don't expect that in, uh, in our homes anytime soon. We're expecting probably a November release for this product. If you want to read more about Galaxy Watch and Galaxy Home, and take a look at the photos as well. Uh, the Galaxy Home, in particular, has a rather interesting design. You should check that out. If you want to take a look at that, you know where to go. TechGuide.com.au. Tech Guide. Now. A Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Well, rounding out our Samsung coverage here in New York, we took uh, a few minutes to sit down with a Samsung Australia's head of mobile, Gary McGregor. He has been on the podcast before and we spoke to him about the three new products, the Note 9, the Galaxy Watch and Galaxy Home and how they'll be received by Australian customers. And here's what he had to say earlier. Gary, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back, Stephen. Thank you. The Galaxy Note 9. Is this the best phone Samsung has produced? Without a doubt. It yeah. is
2: our premium best of the best. The, the Note has a cult following in Australia, and being the top device in our portfolio, it gives us rein to push the boundaries, and that's exactly what we've done with Note 9. We're very
1: proud of what we announced today. The theme seems to be no compromise. So we're talking bigger battery, more memory, just bigger, better across the board. And customers in Australia really are demanding that, aren't they?
2: they? They are. Customers in Australia know exactly what they want from technology. They know how it improves their life. They know how it gives them time back to do the things that they really want to do. They're dependent. So, yeah, the the battery announcement today... We could talk about 4,000 milliamp hours or we could explain that you will comfortably get one full day out of this product. And this is a product that will run your life. So that's, that's very exciting. And you're right around storage as well. The other big piece of feedback we get from Australians is... As much as they have a lot of content in the cloud, they also want it on their device, whether that be they're getting on planes or they just want that reassurance that they have it and they can access it. So that's why the our base model is now 128 gig. You can also get a 512, but you can also add on a 512 gig SD card as well, which takes you to one terabyte of
1: storage. So that's yeah, one crazy. One terabyte in your pocket. One terabyte in your pocket. It's frightening. Incredible. And, of course, it wouldn't be the Note without the S-Pen, and even the S-Pens had a step-up. Bluetooth <laughs> on board, is that right? <laughs>
2: we have done indeed, and, yeah, that's, again, due to, due to feedback. The, the Pen has evolved since we introduced our first Note back in 2011. So now, with the Pen t- being Bluetooth enabled, you can control presentations from your from your Pen, You can control your gallery, you can control your music, and the SDK has been opened out as well. So basically, developers will be out there creating all sorts of user cases for you.
1: The developers will. The SDK. The, I think they're going to come up with some pretty interesting things. I am fascinated. We
2: have had so much interest around this mm-hmm. already, so I am super keen to see what they what they come back with.
1: And I understand you can take photos with it too. You mentioned those photos. You I've already snapped a couple of selfies with mine. You can do. <laughs> I think the, <laughs> the term
2: we've used in the past is unintended selfie. We've all got very creative yeah, yeah. over the the last twelve months and how we're looking off into the horizon. This is the perfect way to take. The those those pictures now, so that's right you can take, uh, you can control the camera, you can move the camera as well, so one click will take a picture two clicks will swap the camera around Uh so it goes into selfie mode you're fully in control of what you're doing
1: and the S Pen I understand is one of the most popular features among Note users, I think they they like sixty, more than sixty percent of users said that was the feature that brought them to the note in the first place. It is. That's right. They, uh, they
2: they love the pen and the convenience of the fact that you can pop the pen out and start writing, pretty much straight away from when you do it. And the the screen off memo, as we call it, that has uh, that's gone down incredibly well. You know, Australians are very. Personal. They they like to they like to do things. They like to create on their own. So whether that be yeah, taking notes, writing, but very very similar. If you want to be drawing or expressing yourself in other ways, the pen supports you in doing mm-hmm. that. So yeah, we're uh, we're very excited about the pen, and we've also even given the pen a little bit of color as well. Yeah. So just, you can um, that will go with the color. The
1: blue is, uh, looks pretty nice. It looks fantastic. Very good. And uh, the it's going to be in Australia among the first countries to give to receive it as well. August twenty-four, August
2: twenty-four is launch day in Australia, and pre-sales start on the tenth of August, mm-hmm. and they will yeah run for for two weeks. And we've got an incredible pre-sale offer mm-hmm. as well for if you're in the, those first two weeks, where you basically get a five hundred and twelve gig model for the price of the one two eight. So it's essentially yeah, a three hundred
1: dollar saving. Okay, and. It wasn't just the note we were talking about today, the little,
0: nice little, and there's
1: just one more thing, the, the Galaxy Watch appeared as well. So I think this is uh, a product that's really going to sort of take your sort of wearable story even further, isn't it? It is. Today, the big
2: theme was really how we start to connect your whole life together. And we're, we're mobile as people, and we're either at home, at work, or in the car, transiting somewhere in between. And we live our life on multiple products as well. Of course, the smartphone is core to that, but also your watch is important. And what we're able to do with the Galaxy Watch is we can allow you to leave your phone at home. You can actually leave your wallet at home now too. Mm-hmm. And you can go out running. You can go for a swim. You can pick up that smoothie on the way back and pay for it using your watch. Mm-hmm. So it's got a SIM in the watch, which doesn't require there's no tethering to your phone, or it needs to be within a ten meter yeah. radius
1: of your your. So phone. All the telcos are across this. They're all they offer little mini plans to go with it.
2: We are working with all the the telcos, and those plans will be revealed mm-hmm. uh, very very
1: soon. And the, the watch can be paired with non-Samsung devices, so all Android, Samsung, and even iPhones. That's right. And the cellular features will work across all those uh, devices as well. They will, that's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And and it will also roam as well. It will. If I'm wearing this here in New York, then it'll be roaming. I can leave my phone in my hotel room and I'll still receive my calls. On and the watch. you
2: will still receive your calls. So yeah, that's a that's a massive statement, and it's a, again, it's a first. Mm-hmm. So talking about pushing the barriers in this industry, we we certainly heard that that was one of the pain points of uh, smartwatch users. So we've made sure that we can deliver on that. And the other part we're really super excited about in this is. You know, we've moved away from step counters and fancy pedometers now. This is actually supports you with your own personal wellness. Mm-hmm. So it's got incredible smarts around tracking how you sleep. It can actually, with the enhanced sensors on it, detect when you're getting stressed. And it can give you exercises to... to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mine's is going off quite a few times at this moment in time. Even yeah, talking to you, Stephen, yeah. it will be going off.
1: Oh, no. We're all relaxed, here, mate. We're all good. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, so yeah, I was I'm impressed by the fact that it can recognise all these different exercises you're doing, even if you're in the gym. It'll know if you've done a bench press or It will sort of if you're so on the
2: squat rack, yeah, wow. absolutely. You're on the treadmill. Okay. It can encourage you to move the incline a little bit higher. Yeah, it's wow. uh, it's all there. It's it's incredibly smart. I know we talk about smart watches. This is the smartest watch. Absolutely, and it
1: wasn't the end of the product announcements too. Pleasantly surprised <laughs> to see the Galaxy Home speaker as well. So Samsung's finally in the smart speaker market, and f- judging from what I saw, it's really going to take on HomePod, Google Max, all these top-of-the-line speakers, with your backing from Harman Kardon, I'm assuming. And absolutely tested, tested at the uh, your audio labs. It is. Yeah. That's
2: right. So again, what you're seeing now is. All of the the assets and the, the acquisitions and the broader Samsung family all coming together and all coming together through mobility devices. So the Galaxy Home, and we can reveal more about it uh, in, a, in a couple of months' time, is, is exciting. And the technology that has gone into that really is second to none. It is the best of the best that is in the market. and again just gelling your whole home together there are more samsung products in the australian home than any others Mm uh you know 50 percent of households in australia have a samsung tv Mm -hmm. so straight away we're going to start connecting homes and making our homes intelligent and smart and yeah voice and how we connect that really is the future
1: that was that was another theme to the event was the fact that the, the our connected lives and seamless connection and doesn't matter where you are what device it's all going to connect and you guys have got a great head start there with all the devices you have across a number of ranges
2: we we do and we we take a massive responsibility in this industry around there's a lot of big names whether it be ai ar iot there's a lot of buzzwords around there and i know australians are genuinely concerned as to How do they make the most of it, and how do we connect them together, and how will they all talk? That's why today we spoke a lot about an open ecosystem. And we know not every product that's going to be on there is going to be a Samsung, but we will do whatever we can to make it simple and seamless and with the best products in the world. And that's what we announced today.
1: Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing all of them. Gary, thanks for your time.
2: Thank you so much, Stephen.
0: Really appreciate it. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. You probably have antiviruses on your computers and tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network to infect your devices, steal your information and even spy on your home. And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Introducing Norton Core, a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices, things like computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers and much more, from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or user, set content filters and even pause the internet across Your home, or from an easy to use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech
0: Guide. Now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennett.
1: Our review this week we're taking a look at the Airfly Wireless Transmitter. Now, this is a small device about the size of a matchbox. And basically what it is, it is a wireless transmitter that can turn any headphone jack into a wireless connection. So imagine this scenario, you're on a plane, you've got your AirPods or your wireless headphones, and you want to watch the onboard entertainment system using your wireless he- e- earphones or AirPods. Well, how do you do that? There's no Bluetooth on the plane system. Well, by plugging in the AirPod to the headphone jack on the system. It creates a Bluetooth connection that allows you to pair to it and use your earphones wirelessly. So you can have wireless comfort on board, even in the gym, there's a lot of gym equipment that uh, that has, has an audio jack, a headphone jack. You connect the AirFly, which has its own 3.5mm cable, so it goes from the AirFly itself to the headphone jack and then creates that Bluetooth pairing uh, for your device, that then allows you to enjoy that wirelessly. We tried it ourselves uh, on our on the flight over to New York. We were uh, u- uh, flew over on Qantas, and we plugged in AirFly to the entertainment system. We then paired AirFly to our AirPods. There are instructions on how to do it. You have to put the AirFly into pairing mode and also click on the back of the of the AirPods case, and then both are talking to each other until they find each other and pair. And now I was able to listen to the movie on the in-flight entertainment system using just the, earpods, the AirPods. So uh, there were no cables in the way, and uh, normally I, I wear a pair of ear noise-cancelling earphones with a cable and on more than one occasion it has caused grief when I was working or when I was in, during the meal service I've knocked over drinks and cans of drink and and caused all kinds of trouble because the cable was there. Well now that's not the case uh, I, I can now and w- works also with wireless headphones and other wireless earphones as well so all the latest headphones like Sony's noise cancelling headphones, Bose noise cancelling headphones have Bluetooth on board so this is perfect for those as well. AirPods don't have noise cancellation, but it is a really convenient little small package to carry around in your pocket. Uh, It does also work with those wireless headphones and wireless earphones as well. So it really does give you that wireless freedom that you normally don't have on a plane. And in the gym again, if you want to, uh, you want to use the equipment with your AirPods. That's a possibility too, with AirFly. And they're, they're, it's so small; it's only the size like a matchbox. Comes in a little pouch. You can easily carry it with you, with your AirPods or your headphones, whatever you want to be using. So that's a possibility as well. Also, too, I get this question a lot: uh, if you, if you t- if you can listen to your television. Uh, wirelessly through headphones as well. Well, now with AirFly, if your TV has a, a headphone jack, so a 3.5mm headphone jack, you can plug AirFly into the TV, pair your device, your headphones or your AirPods to AirFly, and you're about to hear it wirelessly. You can sit within 10 metres of your, of your television and you can wirelessly listen to your television using your headphones, wireless headphones or wireless earphones or AirPods. Uh, Really handy device, really easy to set up, small enough to carry around everywhere as well. Got a battery life of about eight hours. So uh, on our flight, we did have to charge it up halfway through, but it only didn't take a long to to, to get it charged up, and then we were back back ready to go again. Uh, It does come with the audio cable as well as a USB uh, charging cable as well. So that was uh, easy to do that while we are on the plane. There's there's often a USB port, charging port right there in the seat which there was, uh, and it charged it up again in less than an hour. It, not even that. of like 45 minutes. It was all charged up. AirFly is available now and priced at fifty I've listed the retailers and online stores where you can purchase the AirFly. It is a really handy device if you're a traveller or a gym-goer. It is an essential device to give you that wireless freedom. And if you want to take a look at our review and see where you can purchase AirFly, you'll have to go to techguide.com.au.
0: Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: Well, the Tesla Model 3 is coming to Australia. I'm a Tesla fan. I'm actually a Tesla driver, so I'm more than a fan. I'm an owner. I drive the Tesla Model S. I've got a 75D, and I love it. Uh, Tesla Model 3 was uh, open for reservation uh, more than two years ago, and a lot of Australian customers jumped on board and put down their $1,500 deposit uh, as, as and reserved a Model 3 and the Model 3 itself is coming to Australia. They Tesla has set up a series of events around the country where customers, and obviously customers who are reservation holders will get priority here. They can attend these exclusive events around Australia and in New Zealand to see the car in the flesh, to see it for the first time, catch a glimpse of the car, rather than looking at YouTube videos or photos on the internet, they'll be able to see it, sit inside it, experience it. They won't be able to drive it, I understand, but they will be able to sit inside it and just get a get a feel for the, for the vehicle. I've seen the Model 3 several times so when I've been to the US. First time I saw it was back in January in Los Angeles, where it was one of the first times it, w- it appeared, and there was a line, of about and you had to wait about an hour to sit in the car for one minute. And I did that, and there's some photos of uh, of the inside of the Model 3 on my story on Tech Guide. But this is the more affordable version of the Tesla, like the Model S. This is uh, what I call the more affordable, slightly smaller version of the Model S that uh, no price has been set at, as yet, uh, but going by what is on sale in the US and putting the Australian luxury tax and all these other little costs on top – I predict it'll be worth about $80,000 this car, whereas the Model S is kind of more in the 120 plus thousand uh, price range. This is going to be the more affordable mid size car that's, that's going to be kind of the mass market model for customers who want to drive an electric car like the Model 3. Uh, really impressive car. I have sat in it. It does have the one one massive feature in the Model S is the huge screen in the centre, 17-inch screen. Well, the Model 3 still has that feature, but the screen is set horizontally. Uh, not not quite as big as the one on the Model S, but uh, it does have that screen set horizontally. Apart from the screen, it's very Spartan, very minimal-looking car. There's no, there's not even a gauge in front of the driver. Uh, the screen acts as the all the total controlling screen. In the car, including your speed and all the controls for the vehicle, everything is contained within that screen. So there's no. Uh, the Model S has a separate digital screen in front of the driver. Uh, the Model 3 does not have that. It just has that big screen. The side closest to the driver, in the in the in our in our case on the right hand side, will be the speedometer and all those those controls you need to see at a glance. Uh, the model that's coming to Australia, by the way, the Model 3 will be a left hand drive. They're shipping them in. Uh, They'll be on show in Sydney on August the 21st uh, and on the same day in Brisbane and Melbourne. They'll, uh, they'll be on show for the customers who with reservations and of course the general public will be able to line up as well but uh, the reservation holders will have priority. Uh, they're also doing something in Auckland this week for New Zealand customers as well to take a look at the Model 3 in the flesh. It's certainly going to be really interesting uh, it's going to be very popular of course in Australia. There's been thousands of people who paid their deposits more than two years ago uh, and we probably won't even see the Model 3 until the second half of 2019 so at least another year we need to wait so for those reservation holders it could be a 3 year wait from the time they put down their their reservation deposit to the time they get their vehicle and you've got to remember that once the orders begin, those reservation holders will then be able to go ahead and order their colour and the type of wheels and, and all those extras they can specify, they can spec up the car and uh, and then when it goes into production then they'll have to wait probably a few more months to get it but we're not going to see the first of those cars in Australia until at least the second half of 2019 if it doesn't actually spill into 2020 because right Hand drive, I think, is what Tesla is going to make last. They're already producing, uh, I should say, sorry, right-hand drive is what they're going to make last. But they're already producing, no, no doubt, thousands a week, uh, but about up to five thousand left-hand drives per week to satisfy American customers, uh, as were well, who have also uh, put down their orders, uh, their deposits a couple of years ago as well. Exciting times for Tesla Model 3 coming for us to take a look at next week. And if you want to see the the car for yourself and find out some more details about those events around Australia, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Well, we did talk about Samsung's new devices earlier in the program, but Huawei have also been busy launching yet another Device, we know earlier this year they had a lot of success with the P20 Pro, which has uh, really set a new a new uh, standard for mobile photography. Their three camera system on board there. Well, they've come come out with a new mid tier device, the Nova 3i, and this is a device that I've got to say looks a lot like the iPhone 10. It's got the notch, it's got the uh, the vertical camera, the lens one on top of the other. Uh, and does kind of look a lot like the iPhone 10, but obviously running Android, it is uh, offers a larger screen though, 6.3 inch screen. It uh, does have that front all glass front panel with the rounded corners. Has a fingerprint reader on the back. Also has a facial recognition as well if you want to unlock the phone there. There's also four cameras on board, two on the back, two on the front. Uh, it does have a 16-megapixel on the back, as along with the 2-megapixel secondary sensor. But on the front, it actually it has got a 24-megapixel camera and a 2-megapixel camera for even higher-quality selfies and even uh, better wide-angle shots. So you can fit more people in, and, or you can fit your selfie into a larger background. You might be standing in front of a landmark. So gets your selfie in and obviously the background as well. There is a special bonus, though. If you do pre-order the device online... Now, the Nova 3i doesn't go on sale till August 23, but if you pre-order on, uh, on the JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, or Mobile City websites, you will receive a free pair of the Huawei FreeBuds. This is their, their versions of the AirPods. Which, which work both, by, by the way, with both Android and iOS devices. You get about 10 hours of listening, valued at 199 bucks. Yours free if you pre-order. The device is going to be pl- uh, priced at 599 bucks. Uh, comes in two colors, black and iris purple. But throw in the pre-order, the 199 uh, AirBuds, and the free buds, I should say, from Huawei, and that's not a bad deal. This is a solid mid-tier phone, so 599. Uh, does have a lot of the features you'll expect to find on flagship devices, uh, and has a pretty pretty special design as well. Uh, looks pretty slick, and available in two good colours as well. And there's that pre-order offer with the Huawei FreeBud. so not wor- not not uh, not not a bad little deal there. Definitely worth checking out. If you want to see that uh, the device, and also take a look at the photos and all the features, you know where to go TechGuide.com.au. Keeping you
0: updated and educated.
1: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney.
0: Tech Guide.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now you can get to know the new Arlo Pro 2 with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand Streaming and yes, still 100% wire free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, so you can check in on your home or your business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone tablet or computer know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days visit arlo.com forward slash au for more information arlo and the new arlo pro by netgear every angle covered tech
0: guide. now answering all your tech questions the tech guide help desk
1: The Tech Guide helped us. A couple of quick questions we're going to talk to talk about here, uh, and you can send us your voice bites. We do regularly put out some Facebook uh, posts uh, asking you to record your questions, which we'll happily play here on the podcast. Uh, there are also uh, areas on the Tech Guide site where you can uh, click on those. Icons and record right there on the Tech Guide website, and we will give those voice bites priority on the show. Uh, we did have a couple of emails though. One was asking about the NBN landline, and one said that if I don't want the NBN, if I don't want internet, do I still need the NBN for a land to have a landline? And the answer to that question is yes, you do. Uh, there are obviously plans to incorporate a landline with an internet connection and speed of which you choose. Uh, but there are other deals that allow you to just have a landline. If you don't want to have an internet connection as such, you can just have a landline. Uh, the the ruling is that once the NBN is available in your area, you have 18 months to switch from your current internet connection uh, or internet provider to an NBN provider. And it doesn't have to be the same company. I get a lot of people asking, uh, Telstra got in touch to say, I have to connect to the NBN. Well, you are a Telstra customer, but once the NBN's there, you can go with whoever you want. You can go with another another company, if you, if you like. You can stick with Telstra, that's up to you, but you're not bound to that company. You can go wherever you want. And those you'll find across the board, every internet service provider for the NBN allows, there is a facility to have the landline. You can make it part of your internet connection or you can just have a landline on its own and be done with it. You might connect to the internet using your mobile phone or your tablet. It's up to you how you want to do it. The other question we had was, can you get Foxtel if you are not a Telstra customer, Telstra an internet customer? Well, the answer is yes, of course you can. Foxtel uh, allows you to connect to the service, and I think once uh, once moving once the NBN is available in your area, uh, even if you are a Telstra customer, I think you can only get it as a satellite service. So you'll need a, a satellite dish on your roof, and that's how they'll pipe in your your pay TV service. The other way you can get it without Telstra is with uh, through by using Foxtel Now, which is their their streaming and on-demand service. So all you need is a an internet connection, uh, and you can. Broadcast or obtain the broadcast through your your broadband connection, so uh, you can connect it all through the internet. So it's kind of like watching Netflix. You can watch stuff live, you can watch stuff on demand, you can access it how you like. There are packages you can put together. So there is ways. That's exactly actually what how I view Foxtel here at my place. I uh, I used to have a satellite connection and the IQ three. I I cut off that service and now have Foxtel Now, which allows me to watch Foxtel on five different uh, devices in my home, whether it's a TV or my tablet or whatever, and uh, that's what I do. I've got a couple of Foxtel Now boxes, which I use. I've got Telstra TV as well, so I can watch uh, Foxtel Now through that, and that's how I'm doing it, and I'm not a Telstra customer. I'm actually an Optus customer, so I am proof that that can be done. We've written about all of those on Tech Guide as well, so you can check them out at our website. And that is the end of our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. You can read about everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au, and we'd love to hear from you, so you can either send us a voice byte or you can email us at info at We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family and your devices safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.